Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. I'm Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bilotto, and we have an exciting show today. We've got David Porter, the chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission. He'll be in to talk about allowables. And a little later in the show, oil and gas professional and a contributor to Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, David Blackman, to give you his take on allowables. And keep listening because later in the show, we're going to have oil and gas trivia where you can win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Now, Kim, before we get started with the two Davids today, let's uh, talk about Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and what's going on and what's going to be in the upcoming issue. It'll actually feature Brandon Seal, who is the president of Howard Energy Mexico. And this issue is actually dedicated to in. Our theme is international business. And so this is a great company for us to be covering because they are just visionaries. Um, they are really uh, collaborating well with the Mexican government in making sure that they are helping Mexico convert into being, uh, you know, a, an energy powerhouse as well. I don't know if you remember a couple of years back, Mexico change their constitution, Alvin, to allow them to be able to further explore energy and be able to focus on not just offshore anymore, but onshore, and to be able to take advantage of having other countries come in and drill and and, and be a part of this uh, change. And so they, they changed the constitution and now Mexico is getting partners from all over the world and the United States is included in this in helping to develop their infrastructure. Well, Brandon was one of the panelists at the State of Energy in San Antonio. And he, number one, he's a brilliant guy. And he told a great story about how he was involved with this changeover in Mexico. And, and it wasn't without obstruction. It was, he said it was tough and it was, it was a learning process for everybody involved and just he told a great story and I can't wait to read the story about him in, in the, the next issue of the magazine. It's inspiring and I think it also will help um, other individuals who are interested or have been thinking about other companies have been thinking about how do they get involved in Mexico. This is a great story to read. Th they're basically focusing on pipeline infrastructure, the company. And so it, Brandon is just a, an information powerhouse when it comes down to Mexico and Mexico topics. Now, some really big developments have happened recently. Let's talk about the apps that have gone live. Well, we wanted to be a part of an online directory to help in areas um, like Eagle Ford that are very rural areas. There's, there's a lot of distance between different counties. And so our app, the Shell Mobile Network, is actually uh, being developed and uh, built up right now. It will have the ability for companies to put their name in this directory. Um, it's also linked up to GPS, so you can actually see, let's say you are Marathon Oil in the Eagle Ford and you need to find a, uh, a water transfer um, facility. 
it'll be in the directory and you can actually see it's only 10 miles away or 50 miles away. Um, we'll also have blogs and uh, there'll be a little bit of advertising in between the different directories. It's also great for businesses as well. Let's say you're trying to sell or you need to purchase 100 trucks, a fleet of trucks. Then, of course, you want to call Calic Auto Group, our good friends um, at Calic, and you'll be able to see where the nearest dealership is in our mobile app. So we're pretty excited. You'll download it on your phone, of course, because it's a mobile app. But um, it's going to give you day-to-day information and making and hopefully making sure that we keep up with the latest news as well of what's going on in a certain shell place. How do you, how do you get that app on your iPhone or your Android phone? You know, Alvin, all they have to do is just go to the Google Play Store or the App Store and search for the Shell Mobile Network, and you'll find us. And from there, they just it downloads on their phone, and they have the directory. It's a free app. Do they need to register or anything like that? Free app. All they've got to do is just go and find us and download it, and they'll have the directory. Also, if they want to put their information in the directory, they can contact us, shellmag.com. We are building out the directory as we speak. Well, and the email to contact is info at shalemag.com. That's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com, if you'd like to be put into the Shale mobile app. Last cover party, Kim. Huge success. Huge, huge, huge success. Victoria didn't want us to say anything, but they've got it going on down there. You're not kidding. You could tell the advertisers were like, don't tell anybody how busy we are. We don't want the word to get out. <laughs> they are swamped down there with they, work. They really are. Uh, they, they've done a great job, and they're going to continue doing a great job for years to come. And, Kim, you know, I, I saw on your some of your Facebook posts that, you know, President of Steer posing with the Steer guns. Let's talk about those guns. Beautiful, beautiful firearms. Well, you know, truly, uh, we should all be proud, and I think we all are. We get that. The United States is now an energy powerhouse. We uh, should have been all along. But now, due to the Shell revolution or the Shell renaissance that's occurring, um, there's a great deal of pride. And people have become very successful um, in in working and uh, producing in a Shell play. So to celebrate that, A&A Engraving, one of our partners, uh, along with Steer, created a gun and it was to celebrate the Eagle Fort. They have many different types of guns to celebrate the different shell plays. Um, So the one that was on display at our cover party is actually the Eagle Ford shell rifle. They also had such a huge demand for this collector series. Um, On the rifle, they only are making 100, and so I think there's like 21 left of that series. And because they were running out of the rifle series that, you know, it's got beautiful stocked wood that says Eagle Ford shell on it, and it's got pictures, it's, it's got, it's gold, 14 karat gold overlay. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful rifle. But they've also added on to the series to include now a shotgun, as well as a pistol. And well, you saw them, what did, what did you think? Yeah, 45 long Colt, hey. Didn't get any better than that. Single action long colt, the quick draw guns. I beautiful, gorgeous. They are absolutely. I begged him to give me one of them, but he wouldn't do it. Well, you know they are breathtaking, and they are a limited series. When they're gone, they're gone, um, and we want to help promote these uh, these this collector series. So anyone who's interested can go to our website shellmag.com and click on the picture that's there and it'll take them to uh, 
the website that actually they can get better pictures of the different rifles that they have and the different guns. Hey, Kim, I want to take a left turn for a second, and let's talk about an article that's up at Forbes.com. You know, it, it seems like California is always leading the way on new environmental laws. and uh, That's a used to be. <laughs> used to be, exactly. Now, Pennsylvania's done a great job. And it's because of fracking and because of, of shale natural gas production. Let's talk about that article. Well, something that I believe is not commonly known except in the energy circles is there is an abundance of natural gas coming out of the shale plays, as you stated. But there's also it also burns a lot cleaner than any other form of energy that we're utilizing. And um, because there's such an abundance, Pennsylvania has been taking advantage. And at the same time, while they've been increasing their usage of natural gas, they've also been lowering their CO2 emissions by 30%. Therefore, they're actually leading even California with um, the amount of reduction that they are uh, doing because they're utilizing more of natural gas. Well, you know, there's, there's basically, the way I see it, there's three green energies there's wind there's solar and there's natural gas and natural gas is abundant and it's cheap and it's clean and pennsylvania's used it to to lower their co2 emissions by 30 percent you know you're seeing this happening all over the united states though the really smart companies are taking all their fleets and converting them or purchasing now the natural gas fleets as opposed to regular fuel because it is cheap, there is an abundance, and it burns cleaner. You know, and, and being a, a fleet specialist, I get two or three calls a week, people asking about, uh, you know, LNG vehicles. And, you know, I've told people for years that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great product, and it's clean burning, and with LNG, you're not going to lose any of the performance of your vehicle. The problem has been thus far is the infrastructure, and where can they fill those tanks up? And you know what? That's it's getting easier and easier to find LNG filling stations. I read a recent article that was discussing that there are close to now a hundred filling stations throughout the state of Texas. So you can actually now drive from major city to major city in Texas and find a find pumping. fuel mm-hmm. for these vehicles. And and the view the beauty of a, a natural gas vehicle is if you can't find natural gas, you can put gasoline in it and it'll burn gasoline as well. So you can almost with the right size fuel tank, you can almost double the amount of fuel that you can carry on that vehicle. And Kim, kind of while we're on the subject of vehicles, I I am a a fleet specialist for the Caleb Auto Group, and I got a call earlier last week, and we have two amazing Lexus dealerships, uh, Lexus of San Antonio and North Park Lexus Dominion. The Dominion store is an amazing facility. It's absolutely gorgeous. And you know what? They have too many Lexus stacked up, and they would really like to move some some really nice vehicles. So if you know anybody looking for a Lexus, give me a call, and we will take great care of you. So give me a call. Here's my cell number. I very rarely give my cell number out, but here it is. Write it down or punch it in your phone, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830, punch it in your phone. 830-480-3656. Give me a call. We'll, we'll put you in a Lexus, let you drive it. Now, it's my great pleasure to bring in our uh, correspondent out from the Permian Basin Association area, 
Catherine Stokes, the Executive Director of the West Texas Energy Consortium. Catherine, welcome back. What's going on out there in the Permian Basin? Well, it's going great out here in the Permian, and it's actually a little overcast today, and it's been a little bit muggy. It acts like it wants to rain. Um, we're, you know, keeping track of weather and what's going on. How is everything down y'all's area? I know Houston has gotten a lot of rain. Austin's gotten a lot. Has San Antonio Corpus, a lot? yes, we're all getting pretty hard hit. A lot of flooding, and also, um, you know, in Corpus, um, which is where mm-hmm. my beach house is, the dock got washed away. So mm-hmm. we're all getting to work by boats. <laughs> yes. But uh, hopefully everybody is safe and dry. But let's talk about today you were at a luncheon in Midland. Yes, it was the the State of Education. Actually, Educate Midland, it's a new um, organization, or I'll say it's new to me. They've been working on some innovative ways and some collaborative efforts that they want their entire community to come together and focus on uh, supporting education. And one of the takeaways that that I... got from that and looking at the individuals there there was had to be well over 300 and possibly 600 folks there and it ranged all the way from school district individuals to workforce individuals to businesses and just getting to see the large um group of individuals and and different people sitting there really wanting to support midland isd and support the kiddos here from k through 12 um, not just focusing on uh, test scores, because I know you know that's the big push across the state is making sure everybody has great test scores for the state test, but they want to make this a really, really good uh, environment for um, any of your K-12 through kiddos, and I really liked the message that they had. Um, they are starting to launch a website. It had some really good information. I'm hoping that they will include their slideshow that they showed today on their website, but it's educatemidland.org, and you can sign up for their newsletter there. And I'm I'm excited to see because it was it was presented and hosted by uh, Pioneer Natural Resources, but there were folks there from Educate Texas. Um, you had CPAs there, you had lawyers there, you had individuals from nonprofit organizations, and I really am excited to see what um, that group produces. It seems like they have a really really good handle on how they want to approach some of the challenges and opportunities that education for our young folks, sometimes those challenges that occur day to day and how they're going to address that. And they have a 10-year plan in mind, so I'm going to be excited to see how that plan plays out. Well, you know, education is the key to everything, so we look forward to uh, staying up uh, on this topic and seeing how it grows and flourishes. Also, you guys have been working on the Permian Road Safety coalition um yes okay and so what's going on with that that group um we're actually having our steering committee meeting tomorrow uh to get ready for our june forum um they've been very good about hosting a forum every quarter and they want to stay on top of things uh the the forum that we'll have in june and one of the things that we're covering in our steering committee meeting tomorrow is they've been working on a website and the consortium's been putting a website together for them to meet their needs as far as um users and then just for the general public to kind of see what's going on in their community and how the businesses that are involved with this coalition are trying to affect change and how they're working with TxDOT, DPS, local businesses, you know, transportation companies. So they're looking at um, 
launching their website at that June 9th forum. So I, I'm pretty excited. This group is it's grown and it hasn't lost anyone. You know, the um, one of the things you know coming from nonprofit, you always see whenever they decide to have a committee or a coalition or a, a group of, of leaders, sometimes you lose folks at the table, and everybody has stuck around. And I know you know they want to invite. Um, individuals that are affected by the transportation industry or participate in transportation, the energy community, um, or any of our local law enforcement to that forum. And we'll have more details about uh, where you can register at at our website at WTXEC.org on our calendar of events, and that forum is June 9th. Very, very exciting uh, what you guys are doing with that group. And, you know, road safety is so important. There's a lot of us on the road, and um, understanding how to maneuver around big 18-wheelers and stuff is, uh, you know, life can be life-saving uh, for someone, and, you know, texting and driving. and But you also have a career day occurring as well on May 17th. What, what uh, can we expect from that event? Yes, um, the consortium partnered with uh, the Permian Basin Workforce Board, and the Workforce Board there has been planning a, a regional career exploration fair for our 10th through 12th graders, and they've involved Extra County ISD and Midland ISD to that event. That will be held May 17th. They're hoping to have that from 9 till 3 o'clock. They have a good group of exhibitors out there. That's going to be a good chance for those 10th through 12th graders to look at different career options, and they're not just focusing on the in energy industry. Uh, they're focusing on health care. They're looking at transportation. Um, they're looking at all of our first responder positions, whether it's firefighters, uh, EMT paramedics, local law enforcement, and, you know, hospitality, because all of those, all of those different industries are, fo are um, affected by what happens in the energy industry. So we want our kiddos to be prepared and um, there's more information about that career exploration on our um, website as well at wtxec.org and there's contact information for the organizers for that event. So um, you guys have an event coming up on the 27th, uh, your Jumpstart Your Future Expo. What uh, is that and what can uh, we expect if we attend? All right. Um, each one of our regions, we cover three workforce board regions, and each one of those workforce board regions, usually they always work with employers and they work with the education uh, institutions in that area to put on some really good career uh, events for students generally 8th through 12th grade just to expose them to some different employers, career opportunities, and some things, you know, highlighting in-demand careers and training programs that are going on in the regions. Great. It sounds like an amazing expo. Um, Catherine, once again, it was great talking to you this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week and getting up to speed on the things that are happening in the Permian Basin area. Thank you. Thanks so much, Kim. Have a good week. You too. Kim, we've got a great show coming up for you. Shana Robinson and Michelle Smith, they're waiting to uh, come in here and sit down. I do have to get up and run out of here today, so I won't be here for the interview, but I will see you toward the end of the show. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. We'll be right back. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? 
Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants, and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And we're back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Porter, chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission. David, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate the invitation to be on again. Well, you know, Chairman Porter, you do visit us regularly and help our listenership understand that you are a commissioner at the Texas Railroad Commission, which there are three commissioners and you are the chair. Um, Before we get started um, on today's topic, which is allowables, can you briefly cover the role of the Texas Railroad Commission? The Texas Railroad Commission is the oldest 
state regulatory agency in Texas and one of the oldest in the United States. We actually, at this point in time, no longer have anything to do with railroads, which is sometimes a common misconception. Since uh, 2005, we've had absolutely nothing to do with railroads. We've over mostly the last century have come to heavily regulate the oil and gas industry, natural gas pipelines, um, alternative gas sources such as propane, CNG and LNG, and then, of course, the local distribution companies for the natural gas, as well as uh, surface uranium mining exploration and surface coal mining in the state of Texas are our main main areas that we deal with at this time. You know, the Railroad Commission, while it has that name and, as you stated, does not uh, maintain or monitor railroads anymore, it does have a very large job. If you think that, uh, if you, you know, think about it, you all are responsible for regulating the entire energy industry. And that's a big task, as well as ensuring that the safety and well-being of the citizens of Texas, since it's an elected position, are also managed and always, uh, you guys keep that um, as the area of the most important. And so it's a well-balanced position, in my opinion. Uh, And all three of the commissioners, you guys do an amazing job um, at maintaining a very equal balance Uh, for the state of Texas in both of those areas. So thank you for the great job that you guys do. Well, thank you for saying that. And I've long maintained that the real strength of the Railroad Commission as an agency is the fact that we actually do have that dual focus and maintain our contact and our emphasis on both areas. Not only are we concerned about protecting the land and the water and the health and safety of Texans. We're also concerned about protecting the economic vitality of the state and making sure we have an industry sector, particularly in oil and gas, that's able to function knowing what the rules and regulations are, where they can function efficiently, profitably, and provide the power that's needed to power the Texas economy. Very well said. Well, today, um, we I want to cover a topic that's not very wide known, in my opinion. Uh, the topic is allowables. And um, so let's set the scene first of, tell me, uh, the Texas Railroad Commission monitors or regulated allowables. Let's start with, tell me, what is that? What was it designed to do? When did it start? One of the... Actually, we're talking early history now, the Railroad Commission, or early oil and gas regulatory history. Back in uh, the 1930s, um, Texas Natural Resource Code Chapter 85 basically gives the Railroad Commission the uh, statutory authority to prorate oil wells to prevent fiscal waste or to limit production to market demand. And if we're doing this in an oil in a field, then it's got to be allocated among producers on a reasonable basis and also on a reasonable basis among the different fields in the state. And Texas Natural Resource Code Chapter 86 basically says the same thing, except it's for uh, gas wells rather than oil wells. 
And as I said, that statutory authority was conferred in the 1930s. That authority has been upheld in numerous reported cases by both the Texas and United States Supreme Court. And that statutory authority is actually still in effect today. From 1930s, when this was introduced, until 1973, allowables were usually at less than 100% of what the field could produce. When the Arab oil embargo happened in 1973 and there was a shortage of oil in the United States, the Railroad Commission moved allowables to 100% or basically said produce what you can. And with a few minor, few very minor exceptions in gas fields, that's pretty much been the rule since 1973 that we've not had effect, in effect allowables or we've had 100% allowables. So in your opinion, Chairman Porter, allowables today being utilized, we have heard from experts in the energy field, some are very opposed to this, and some are wanting for the Railroad Commission to entertain and implement this again. Let's kind of talk about the pros and the cons of allowables in this market right now, in the time that we're in right now. Okay. I think the people that want to reimpose allowables are basically looking at this as a way of cutting production, and by cutting production, getting supply down and increasing price would be the ultimate uh, long-term game of what, what they're hoping to achieve by doing this. So, so in effect, we would have to reduce um rules on what we want to let people produce in the field instead of letting them basically produce whatever they think is reasonable in the in the field's case. Chairman Porter, you bring up some great things to think about. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue on the topic of is this the right time to be introducing allowables from the Texas Railroad Commission. We'll be right back with more of In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me. A Bailey at KaligAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. 
I look forward to seeing you down the road. Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box, and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services. At Turning Point Strategies, we can not only help you turn the corner, we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau. We have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed. Call us today at 210-227-5678. Again, that number is 210-227-5678. And visit our website, turningpointstrategies.com. Again, that's turningpointstrategies.com. Are you at your turning point? Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And we're back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest, David Porter, is chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission. Chairman Porter, before the break, you were talking about why some uh, operators might want to be imposing allowables through the Texas Railroad Commission. And with pricing being where it is right now in the 40s, um, and looking at the history that has recently occurred where we have uh, been able to really produce a lot of oil quickly through the shell uh, renaissance that's been occurring, um, are we in an area where we could easily, uh, when prices uh, go back up, that we could find ourselves in the same spot again that we've oversupplied um, the market and are facing, again, a drop in prices? And would implementing allowables kind of divert that? Well, any time you're in a commodity business, which in effect the oil business is, yeah, you're always at the the mercies of the market and it's always overproduction will tend to lead to a crash in price which reduces production which in, leads to increases in in price which is pretty much the ricochet up and down of the market i think if we were to go and adopt allowables there's three really important questions that we have to ask one of which being, since the commission, like I said, with a few minor exceptions, particularly on gas, some gas wells, the commission really hasn't assigned allowables in a manner that really affected activity really since uh, 73. So we're talking 43 years, if I did the math right in my head quickly. Um 
so there's a real practical viewpoint of getting everybody in the whole thing up to speed as far as intelligently, effectively assigning allowables. But that's that's a practical program. It could be taken care of with a few months of hard work on the part of staff to get back in the groove of doing it. I, I think the really two crucial questions, and I've had a number of people the last year mention this idea to me, and there are two things that really, in the back of my mind, bother me. One of which being, will this really work? Texas only provides, depending on which figures you want to use, roughly 4 or 5% of the world's oil market. So how much of the Texas production are we going to have to take offline to really affect prices? So that that really concerns me. We could do this, and it may or may not work, depending on which economist you want to talk to and which economic model that you want to look at. And, you know, how much production do we have to take offline? I mean, if we take – clearly, if we take 3 million barrels a day offline, that's going to dry up most of the oversupply and raise oil prices. Now, the only problem with doing that is 3 million barrels a day is roughly what Texas produces, so it's not going to be of any benefit to the state to zero out our oil and gas income for a few months to help the rest of the world. Now, I'm, I'm using kind of a extreme example to illustrate a point, but you know, the question is, to what extent, or would would if if we decided to do this, to what extent would we have to do it to actually accomplish what folks are trying to get done? And that that's my first question. I know no serious economic studies that have been done in this area in a long time, so I don't know that we have any hard data to to go on. And then the other question is just the fairness, the equity of how we allocate cuts. I believe even in the statute that I referred to earlier, it basically says we need to do this in a reasonable basis, to allocate it among producers in a reasonable basis, on a fair and reasonable basis among the various pools in the state. Most definitely. You know, we we have a uh, another guest that will be joining us uh, David Blackman, and his discussion is very interesting as well on his take on allowables. So we look forward to hearing what David Blackman also has to say on the topic. Chairman Porter, I do thank you for coming on the show today, talking to us from the standpoint from the chairman of the Railroad Commission, y'all's viewpoint, and helping us understand uh, better what is allowables and how were they utilized back in the past. Thank you for being a guest today on our show. I'm glad to. I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm looking forward to hearing what David has to say, too. He's very intelligent, very knowledgeable on these issues, and I think he may may have a little different slant on it than I do, but it um, be interesting and informative to hear what he has to say. Well, thank you, Chairman, for coming on the show, and we look forward to having you back on as our energy expert. And we'll be right back with In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Good news, Texas. Barra Solutions has arrived on the oil and gas scene with the ability to increase production with zero capital cost to the producer and zero cost to the environment. With the right conditions, Barra will help your stagnant oil well produce again, with some wells ramping back up to 50% of their original production output. As EOR expert Randy Crow says, this is huge and this is very, very real. For more information, call 316 858 
316-858-0946. Again, that's 316-858-0946. Or email Randy Crow directly at randy at rstarconsult.com. That's randy at rstarconsult.com. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business, and there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210 210- 2407188 again 2102407188 and welcome back to in the oil patch my name is Alvin Bailey along with your host Kim Bellato Kim I think it's time to welcome our guest David Blackman back to in the oil patch well thanks Alvin hi David and welcome back to in the oil patch radio show yeah, thank you for having me happy to be back you know, you are a contributor, David, uh, in Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine, as well as a regular contributor on our radio show. And, um, you know, I understand um, when when you write your content or when you come on the radio show, you, you know, not being a person of the industry per se, a very technical industry person, uh, we need things to be explained to us uh, the way you would explain uh, topics to the community. And you have actually done that very well as a writer and a contributor here on the radio show. So I wanted uh, to have you introduce and explain a little bit about your background for some of our listeners who may not know you. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a guy who's been around a long time. I uh, started in the industry back in 1979, then a policy analyst and uh, uh, a specialist in tax issues and and then more regulatory and environmental issues over the years and uh, for the last twenty years have have worked in the government affairs arena for for several companies in the industry. Um, you know, I, my career started the year the windfall profit tax was put into law in 1979, and now here we are dealing with issues. Uh, you know. Uh, that uh, seem to tend more and more to be based uh, around environmental regulation and and issues surrounding uh, production and, and and things like that. Uh, so the world the world that I work in 
has changed a lot over the last 20 years. Well, you know, David, let's dive right into the conversation. Let's talk a little bit about the Texas Railroad Commission and uh, a discussion about they used to have something in place called allowables. Let's talk about what is that um, with the Railroad Commission. What what was that? Sure, yeah. Um, the Railroad Commission actually invented the concept of, of, of allowables back in the 1930s when the price of oil had dropped from a couple of dollars a barrel down to a nickel a barrel. Um, uh, they became very concerned about... Uh, wasting uh, the state's natural resource at such low prices and and implemented a regulatory regime in which they basically limited the amount of production from each well in the state in order to conserve the resource for times of higher prices. Um, So when you think about that and think of the reason, and they've done that off and on periodically since then on both oil and natural gas uh, as the market's have have shifted from positive to negative over the years. Uh, the last time they did, uh, implemented allowable regime was on natural gas during the 1990s when the price of gas had fallen below a dollar and uh, they felt the need to conserve the resource at that time. So when you think about that and compare it to what's going on now, uh, it seems like it might be an opportune time to start that discussion again and, and consider whether or not uh, it would be a good time for the Railroad Commission, and, and not just the Railroad Commission in Texas, but other state regulators around the country who also have similar authority, to consider uh, implementing an allowable regime on, on oil production, uh, again, as they've done in the past. Well, now, David, in consideration for the Railroad Commission to consider reintroducing allowables, Part of the the problem is now with the shell uh, revolution that has occurred and um, U.S. producers are able to produce a lot more energy um, out uh, or oil out on the market, world market, faster, Um, you know, it it comes back to will we, once the price of oil goes back up again, bottom out again? And I recently attended a TIPRO conference in which Harold Hamm, the president uh, and CEO of Continental Resources, was the keynote speaker. And he was discussing that there is a problem now, a good problem to have, but it's still a problem because there is so much, uh, the United States has the ability to put so much oil out on the world market. We run the risk again of uh, you know, decreasing the price once again and bottoming out. So, is this something that is this something that you're yeah. kind of alluding to that the Railroad Commission could possibly look at monitoring this uh, and hopefully preventing a bottoming out situation over and over and over again? Yeah, you know, it's something to think about uh, whether or not, and, and certainly, I think it's worth taking a look at it. Um, and, and Harold's right. Uh, you know, the, the United States industry is completely different from countries like Saudi Arabia or Russia that have national oil companies and the government controls, you know, production levels. But in the United States, you have 5,000, 10,000 different producers who are all competing with one another uh, and all trying to satisfy a wide variety of stakeholders who who cannot, as a matter of law, uh coordinate with one another to limit production levels in any way. Antitrust laws prevent you from doing that. And so the only mechanism we have in the United States for, for exerting any sort of production discipline on our industry is through this allowable 
process. And uh, not every state has it, but most of the big states have this regulatory authority uh, in their pocketbook for times like these. And, um, you know, it just seems like um, this would be a good time to at least have the discussion. I think uh, even having the discussion would send a signal to the markets that, uh, you know, the United States is serious about being in a competitive market and improving uh, this commodity price situation for our industry. Very good point. Um, and so what are some of the other areas that have, uh, you mentioned that it's the Texas Railroad Commission, but what are some of the other uh uh, cities that, um, or states, excuse me, that have uh, implemented such a thing? Yeah, uh, well, in, in the past, you know, the, the regulators in North Dakota, Oklahoma, and Louisiana have all, in the past, uh, implemented allowable regimes. I'm not sure about other states. Um, you know, the other big producing states are Alaska and California, uh, Wyoming and New Mexico to a lesser extent. And so, but you know, if you had the states of, of, of Texas and North Dakota, just Texas and North Dakota, the two biggest shale states for where oil is concerned, having the discussion uh, in public, um, you know, it would send a signal to the markets that, you know, um, there is a mechanism for at least exerting some sort of production discipline where our industry is concerned. Great point, David. We do want to continue this discussion, but we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. 
I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day -day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, or you can always email me a Bailey at KaligAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bellotto, and our guest today, David Blackman. Kim? So, David, you know, what is the biggest um, reason why we should be considering this? Um, and the Texas Railroad Commission should be con considering this. What is the biggest uh, concern that's at hand? Well, from the state's perspective, you know, um, selling oil at these low prices actually in the long run costs the state of Texas money. Uh, when we're selling and producing as, as much as we can produce at $40 a barrel, uh, state tax collections, uh, you know, the state of Texas collects severance taxes on every barrel produced. Well, obviously, the state is going to protect, uh, collect more taxes uh, when oil is selling for higher prices than it is at lower prices. And that's one of the, one of the things the, that the state needs to think about is, do we want to you know, have this much oil being sold and produced at this low price level, or do we want to conserve some of it uh, for a time when prices are stronger and we'll collect more money on each barrel of oil that's produced. Uh, the same thing is, is true on sales taxes. Do we, do we really want to generate uh, this much activity at this, this low price level and, and, you know, and, and collect lower taxes and, and on state lands, lower state royalties than we would collect in a healthier price environment? So that's one thing to think about. And, and it's just, it's one of the reasons why uh, the state of Texas uh, implemented allowables in the first place. And as I mentioned earlier, the Rail Commission actually invented this whole concept back in the 30s. And, um, you know, the Rail Commission is really the most, it's, it's longest standing and most globally recognized oil and gas regulatory body on the face of the earth. And so people look to the Rail Commission for leadership, and it has provided that leadership over the years and continues to do so. So I, I just think that, that our Rail Commission here in Texas is in, a, is in a really unique position to have some influence over what's happening in the commodity price market. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. They, they certainly have done a great job in uh, regulating the state and and being very fair, as uh, Commissioner Porter likes to say, regulatory framework matters, but also looking at both sides of the spectrum. Exactly, and that's what they have to do, yeah. True. You know, they have to regulate the energy, but they also have to protect the public and the community, as well as this is um, an opportunity for them to look at fixing some, I wouldn't say fixing pricing, but being able to limit where 
possibly we could bottom out at. And part of that is so important because otherwise we get into a situation where production goes back up, like you stated. You know, we get to $50 a barrel, we'll go back to work, rigs will get set up again, and we'll bottom out again, and it'll happen over and over and over again, at least with this, you know, idea of allowables it might curtail that to a, a bit and regulate the industry uh, a little bit to be able to help avoid that situation. I think that's what, you know, um, the allowables are allowed or are, are going to be able to do, correct? That's what, yeah, that's what the system is designed to do. And, and you know, it's may not be a panacea for everything, but I think if, if uh, we had a signal sent to the global market that, uh, there was an existing mechanism and regulators were looking at, at, you know, taking advantage of that mechanism to exert some discipline, production discipline on the, on the domestic industry. It would be an important signal to send to the market. Um, but, but again, you know, I, and I, I want to be real clear here. I'm not being critical of, of the current railroad commission. These folks are doing a fantastic job and they have a lot, as you just mentioned, they have, to consider the whole spectrum of, of stakeholders in this when they make their decisions, and and so this is a this is a subject that not everyone in the industry would support. It's a subject that hasn't been brought up in a long time, and but it's just something that it seems to me uh, we might want to have a discussion about here, given the current market conditions, and as you just mentioned, the potential for us to be on this this treadmill where the price goes up to $50 and we activate a bunch of rigs and drill it back down to 40 and, and, and just go through this for the foreseeable future. Um, there may be a better way to approach it. And it certainly seems to me to be a discussion that's worth having. Well, uh, David, I couldn't agree with you more. And as always, it's always a pleasure having you uh, to come in and talk to us on important topics pertaining to energy since you are such an energy expert. We look forward to you coming back and joining us here soon on In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Kim, what a great show today. And, and Kim, I believe it's time for oil and gas trivia. Hey, if you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to this email address, Radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com. You'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. That's right, Alvin. Here's today's trivia question. The Texas Railroad Commission, is it an elected office or an appointed office? The first person to email the correct answer to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com will win a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Well, Cam, looks like another week in the books for In the Oil Patch. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And Kim, I guess we'll see you next week. Until next week. Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.